Hey, this is Daniel. And I'm Pat. And we're Y2K Movies. A podcast about the films of the 21st century. This week we're doing a double feature of Broken Lizard's Super Troopers movies. Uh, Super Troopers 1, released January 19th, 2001 at Sundance, which is a fucking joke. (laughs) And then February 15th, the following year. Uh, 2002 in the United States. Five Vermont state troopers, avid pranksters with a knack for screwing up, try to save their jobs and outdo the local police department by solving a crime. I have no idea when I saw this movie. Um, I know that I did not see it. I probably saw it right before, um, right before Club Dread came out. And Club Dread came out and when did Club Dread come out, Daniel? One in like 2004. 2004. So I probably yeah. saw this 2003. Um, and I was, I just thought it was all right. I think this was like, I would have been living in my first apartment at the time, like living with like dudes and just partying a lot. And someone probably talked about it and brought it over and we watched it. And I probably thought it was too uh, frat pack. And, um, you know, I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't like immediately enamored by it, you know. And uh when we decided to do Club Dread, I rewatched this and found that I liked it a lot more than I remembered liking it. I think I, I lowered my expectations and I was more susceptible to its innocent charms. And uh, you know, I mean, hey, I got a wife, I love pussy, but Steve LeMay is just someone that I, I could just look at all day. <laughs> I don't know him and that mustache, dude. Some... No, I totally, dude. I I second that. <laughs> Put him in everything. Make him the next James Bond. Yeah. Make him the next Captain America. Make him. I yeah. don't. He is just so charismatic. Um, yeah, Super Troopers one. What do you think of Super Troopers one? Uh, well, I I I've always loved this film. Uh, this has always been one of those movies that I've been watching since my partying years in high school to literally today. And, uh, not much has really changed, you know, whenever I watch it either, you know what I mean? (laughs) But like, uh, no, like watching it is just, I don't know, man. Like, it's just so fucking funny. Like how many quotes do you, well, maybe not you because you you slept on it, but that's okay. But how many quotes are used in that thing every day? Like, I can't tell you how many times I say the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Or do you boys like Mexico? <laughs> or like, just like, I, just like there's just, you know, or enhance. Like, that one's a really big one between the guys. Like, we're just enhance. <laughs> it's we, like whenever we, we're like zooming in on something, we're just we enhance. Do. We do the meow game with my daughter, and I'm saying the meow, yeah, because she's downstairs right now, and I don't want her to hear this because she still doesn't she'll know do what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, but, she'll uh, do it. Yeah, Allison, come here, meow. <laughs> but yeah, no, meow, that's, that's what happens, right? <laughs> meow was yeah. this week, <laughs> right? Like that. Like we used to do that, and uh, was that is that Gaffin? Is that his name? That does that. Yeah, with them. And he shows up in the second one too. Right, uh, which is just the great. same guy. Yeah, yeah. He goes, wait a minute. Then you got boys pull me over. Yeah, but uh, no, like I think that it's one of those movies, um, that it it, it is just so stupid, but it's also the, the the charisma with and the chemistry with everybody. It's just it's 
I it feels like sometimes like hanging out with my friends, right? And that's like how like it kind of was, uh, except they're state patrol, and I was like a kid. <laughs> so it's a little different in some stances, but like I don't know, there was just like a. I don't know, man. Like, it's just so fucking funny. Like, the whole opening to that movie, the first five to eight minutes, I couldn't really put a timestamp on it, but people will know. The whole, the first, like, when the, when the, uh, potheads get pulled over. Right. Like, that whole, like, segment is just, it's fucking priceless. Like, they, they come up behind them, and then they, and then they drive off, or whenever they came back behind them and they drove, on the right side of them and they were already pulled over like in the grass they were like oh they, they thought they like got free they were like oh we almost got caught and he goes and then the other guy was like dude you owe me like so much money because you ate all those <laughs> mushrooms and then he goes bro not cool and then and then the car just you just hear this screeching noise and and then it's just like they they come back and they don't turn around right they fucking put it in reverse on yeah. the highway and then they redo the whole scene again. And they're like <laughs> fucking with these guys. And like to the point where like Oh my god, if this happened to me, how would I react? Like what would I do? <laughs> like I I don't know, like it's just one of those Oh god, it's just so good. And then like all of it. Like every time they introduce like a different character that they're pulling over, like you know, while they're they're doing their job, it's just great. And it fits into the little the very little stories that are in between. They just it fits enough where like yeah I don't know, like something that I thought was interesting looking at both of these movies as as a whole is that they they like to give them a crime to solve and they like to put in a love interest right uh-huh. uh, and that is that kind of carries us from the from through the running time is you know uh, is this. That's what you know moves us through to these different scenes. But the gold is is those spaces in between, mm-hmm. is the random Farva shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or is, Lemmy. You know, is, like yeah, stuff with like him his or... shit is so fucking funny. Oh, that little guy. Don't worry about that little guy. He's out there in a fucking bulletproof cup, and that's it. <laughs> or and the then... uh, when they pull over the swingers, and then all the mileage they get off of that, like that they oh way, yeah, way more out of that than you would think. And uh, I, I do say I do prefer I, – so I, I don't know how we want to do this. I guess let's talk about them both at the same time because I don't really have that much to say about Super Troopers and everyone's pretty much seen it before. I yeah, feel like fine. the vast – yeah. everyone's seen Super Troopers. I don't know if that – Go, go like ahead and also lay down, a, lay down a summary of the second one too. So Super Troopers we'll... 2 came out uh, 2018, uh, April 20th, 420, 2018. <laughs> when, a, when a border dispute arises between the U.S. and Canada, the Super Troopers are tasked with establishing a highway patrol station in the disputed area. Uh, this was um, po- it was partially crowdfunded through Indiegogo. It uh, brings back... A- so they had been making movies in between. Uh, obviously, we covered um, Club Dread. And then Beer Fest I saw, but I was like, eh, about... I never saw Slam and Salmon. Never saw, um... Uh, what's it called? Uh, fuck. Dukes of Hazard. So I didn't see this. And I should have seen this, because it was only a couple of years ago. It was only five years ago. But, um... Four and a half. But, man, this is... I, I would say Super Troopers 2 is superior to the first one for a couple different reasons. Um... 
they get a lot of cameos in there. The, the, the thing about the first one that always felt really weird to me was the inclusion of Brian Cox as their chief of police. Right. I don't know, and I, I probably should have like tried to dig it up for this show, how the fuck they landed on Brian Cox for that it, role. Like, did he live in the pretty area? Serious, I think yeah. he's a pretty serious actor. I, I think they did that for the name, and then they probably thought it'd be funny, right? Like, it was one of those things that were like... And then it also seems like uh, anything from the you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff, it looks like he was having a good time. So I'm, I'm assuming that they had some kind of maybe, uh, maybe Brian Cox, like broken lizard, like as the comedy trope. And they got to talking. It was like, Hey, we actually have this movie idea and he fits the chief, right? He fits or the captain, he fits that role. So you, out of, out of the, the goof heads and the goofball, like you need this, this solid figure, I, I suppose in like the office, because it, it wouldn't make sense, I guess, if they had, like, fucking Farvra running the whole shop. Or, or yeah. one of those guys. Like, it had to be him. He plays a good, he's a good straight man. And he's a good, right. he's a good straight man. And he does it, he, he, it works a little bit even better in the second one. Um, but, yeah, I guess he kind of rounds out the rounds out the police force. Right. And in the first and, one, uh, his opposite, Daniel Von Bargen, uh, Chief Grady. I yeah. thought that that was a pretty evened out like, uh, yeah, pair. Yeah. So the, yeah, the first one there's this um, rivalry between the the state troopers and the local police. There's a crime that they're gonna try. They're trying to solve that eventually um, involves the local police, and the movie ends with them losing their job as state troopers, but coming back as local police. And I love the way that that's handled in the second one. Uh, oh the second, yeah. The second one starts off where they're all working construction, and <laughs> they they don't really explain why they lost their jobs as local police. And then in the and like during the credit scene, they show uh, how they accidentally got Fred Savage killed, which um, was funny. I mean, it was funny enough, but <laughs> the whole the whole like you know why they landed on Fred Savage is obviously because. He does a lot of TV directing now for comedies, and they must have worked with him. And that fucking scene, when in the so in the second movie when they're when they're dealing in Canada, there's a lot of uh, them versus the Mounties, even though it doesn't quite take the same shape as them versus the local police in the first one. Right. But there is there is conflict between them and the Mounties, and uh, which by the way, did you see they're doing the Super Troopers three? No, what? Get out so of here! No, yes, number one. There's an IMDb page, IMDb page for it already. Okay, well, there. Oh my god! Oh my. It's called Winter it's Soldiers. Called, yes, and also now in an interview, Jay said that they're only on the seventh draft of the script, and usually oh, okay. their films take twenty drafts before they get shot. Yeah. So they're working on it. It's going to happen, but it's but they well, got they quasi have a movie coming out. Yeah. Yeah, quasi. So, so damn, dude, that's awesome! A Super Troopers three. Then the second one must have done pretty good. Right, like, uh, box office wise, and I well, like that they're I like that they're keeping in um they're keeping in continuity with the second one, where it seems like they're not giving up the Canada thing yet. I would assume based on the title. I, when I you... mean, I hope not, but I also don't think like these writers, these guys, uh, Broken Lizard, they're pretty, they're really good at writing, and um, just like you were saying, you know, they take about what twenty twenty uh rough drafts to get through like one movie typically. 
Uh, I think we talked in another, probably Club Dread. That's like the only other film we've done from them. But uh, when they they all write it together. So if there's something that they don't like, then it gets taken out. So I'm sure like that is why it takes so long for them to do stuff. But I, even with like Super Troopers 2, which was probably, other than uh, their first ever film, Puddle, Pedal, Pedal Cruisers, I think it is. But um, Super Troopers 2 was probably their lowest budget. And they got a lot of famous people in that, though. They did, but I think it may it could have been another one of those things where it's like Super Troopers is such a cult comedy hit now, and yeah. I mean I don't know I think their biggest cast member of the second one was Rob Lowe. Yeah, and, but I mean, I mean he, but even then Rob Lowe today he is a TV actor at like for most of his stuff. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and they had Brian Cox come back and. Uh, Jimmy Quattro, do you know who that dude is? He was Quattro, or I don't know how the fuck you say his name. He uh, he does a lot of like he became famous on like doing Instagram videos or Vine videos or something, and um, he plays oh yeah, the, yeah yeah one of the kids they pull over criminally underused. When I saw yeah. that he was in this movie, I was so fucking stoked because I had I had a, a kid that I worked with about five years ago that introduced me to him and uh, loved him. One of the kids in the hall is the border police. Because uh, they're going into Canada, so of course they get first Canadian they meet is one of the kids in the hall. Right. Um, but man, like there is that scene with the Mounties <laughs> where they're watching Hockey Night, which I, I had explained oh, this dude. to my son because my because Hockey Night, my, my my son's godfather was a professional hockey player. Like that's legit. Like you don't call people on Hockey Night. It's Saturday night in Canada. You right. don't do shit. Everybody, everybody is at home watching hockey. If a band is playing, if fucking Rush is opening for Celine Dion, it's that show don't start until the game's over with. Hockey night, you do not fuck with. And <laughs> them sitting there drinking, doing the Danny DeVito argument. Dude, that and, whole thing. Oh, my God. That whole bit <laughs> alone? <laughs> was it was and, and the fact that it was even on purpose like yes that's when that's like, when, when you when you find out it's on purpose it makes it even better because you know i i understand when people like don't know who you're talking about right. especially in like movies right and you're just like are you fucking kidding me and then you're like no those are the same fucking people like what are you doing right now like it's like an annoying kind of thing but no the fact that like like you know when you're fucking with somebody and like the rest of the room is kind of with it like the other guy wasn't at first but he like let him know like that yeah. even became better because then he kept it going <laughs> he was like you know who my favorite batman, batman villain is, is. <laughs> the penguin <laughs> and it doesn't even make sense like there was no reason for that to come up right right so it was uh there's so many i think that the fine like the, the best example i could think of and since you just watched it and i just watched it this might be fresh in, in your mind where you'll understand what i'm talking about but i was watching it last night and i thought oh my god this is so perfect when they're first walking up to that cabin where they think that they're meeting um the, uh, the cat yeah the captain cabin, and there's yeah. a tire on the roof Oh, <laughs> and they just go back and forth real quick about this tire on the roof. And it makes me, it made me think that like they showed up to that location and there was a tire on the roof. 
Like, that's nothing that you could have ever possibly put in the script unless they were just fucking laughing about something and the tire on somebody said tire on the roof. I don't know how they came up with it, but it's just such a beautiful ping pong yeah. that they capture that feels like when you, you know, because I, 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 I went to Second City for a while. I've, I've worked, I've done theater in Chicago doing improv and shit. It's like, you could tell that these guys were all comedians together and like they can just they just fucking bounce, bounce off, of each, off other. each other and it yeah. was it was so perfect and so natural and there's no way I I don't know if it was scripted or they just it was just so fucking perfect and No actually watching the second one I really felt that a lot like listening to the dialogue and like how they acted towards each other I do think I think that there was a hey this is the scene this is what I want go for it like i want you to do your own thing i think the only i know that uh i've seen a couple like bloopers and shit out of it and i actually want to say they also play some at the end of the movie they do um but yeah like rob Lowe, he was one of the ones that like had the hardest time with lines because he you know he reads lines he reads scripts that's his job but then you got these uh improv comedians and i mean they're just fucking (laughs) having a good time with it and yeah i do i actually when that tire scene came up i literally thought to myself i was like i wonder if they found it that way or if that is like a personal thing that like you know maybe one day they were a kid their dad drove them up to a cabin and there was a fucking tire on the cabin and he was just like it's just been there kind of deal and they were like i always wanted to write that in like a joke or something and they did it but yeah yeah, no, you're totally right. What, 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 I'm trying to think. Or, or uh, like the set designer did it, and they showed up to film it, and they're like, look at the set designer. Put a right. fucking tire there on the roof. Like, there was a lot of one-liners in there, or just like little jokes. Uh, when, uh, on, the, on the construction site. when and the uh, caulk. When Steve, when Steve LeMay fucking drops his phone and Farber goes to pick it up and Farber pushes him over real quick. Yeah, no, that shit was really funny to me. And, it's such uh, like high school boy, yeah. which I think is what I, that, that's how, so this is, this is where I think, this is where I feel like they've come on their own and it makes me want to go back and rewatch, watch all their movies now. I, I really think we should do a retrospect with them as soon as we get this last Edgar Wright one out of the way, because... Yeah. This, you know, I think the, the my problem with the first Super Troopers, not that I didn't like it, but it was a little bit too, I don't want to say it was like copaganda, but it was like, it was a little bit too like frat pack cop movie. Um, it wasn't that much better than anything that you would have seen from Vince Vaughn, Will Ferrell, one of the Wilsons, Owen, you know what I mean? Like it just, right, was, right, right, right. it was all right. And it was from unexpected people and okay but it really wasn't that different and this is i love everything about it i love uh how uh, (laughs) i love how uh jay's character like transitions during it i like i like the the fucking (laughs) it's uh, fucking hooked on when, when they're driving around with the when they're driving around with the mounties and they're like giving him shit about how um oh yeah about like oh you just had your independence in 1982 Two, like, oh it's a shame we didn't get it sooner maybe we could be overweight fucking yeah. done like yeah uh, <laughs> yeah just, the way they they 
it's not anti-American, but they fucking rip on it. And then right. how how queer friendly the fucking not that I not that I need oh, an over no, dude, that was so stuff. funny in the sh- in the strip like the, club. Yes, the, the brothel. I love that. I <laughs> love that like, so much. And like the mount the mounty. Uh, is back there, and he's just like getting rubbed on by a dude and a woman, and he goes, "Oh, what? You don't want no love?" <laughs> like he just like his like glasses are halfway off his face, and no, that scene's really funny. And the fact also that like Rob Lowe is kind of like in that like scene, and like he his character like owns it because he's the mayor, right? Yeah, with the fake teeth. Yes, and like, hockey player. Oh my god! Yeah, he's a hockey player that, like, we said something about like how how they everyone already thought he was the coolest guy in the world because he was a hockey player that owned a fucking brothel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's like was, the most beloved Canadian of all time. Yep, and they were just yeah. like, we don't watch your American laws. <laughs> I like how they're like, I, what does he say that made me real, dude? I busted out loud laughing. It, I, oh, it was like, here's a beer and a jerk on me, and I just started fucking laughing. Oh, it was so funny. A beer and a tug. It was a beer and a tug. Yeah, a beer and a tug. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, a beer and a tug. And yeah, the like jerk the girl. Was the, he's, like, he's like, no, no, maybe later, maybe later. Oh, you don't like oh, girls? No, he's like, and, this dude's, and the guys yeah. come up. He's like, oh no, maybe later. Yeah, he still says maybe later, which yeah. I, that also made me laugh. I was really happy that that was like a that kind of scene instead of like a uh, scene, right? Like, that, they were like, they were just like, oh no, maybe later. Like that's what I mean. Like I feel like they yeah. they got um, that's what separates them from the because if you know one of the things when I was uh, when I was actually when I was at Second City, I took a screenwriting class from uh, Steve Zachariah, who was the guy that wrote. The Revenge of the Nerds movies. And, oh, okay. Um, That's cool. I yeah, liked the first one. I don't think I right. watched any of the other ones. Yeah, he, he, no, he wrote all of them. Even the oh, okay. Well, I, I, I watched the first one. And now, now he's teaching at Second City, so that's his career trajectory. Anyway, huh. he he made us watch Wedding Crashers um, and <laughs> The Hangover to kind of study um, script pacing. And one of the things, like, re- and, and I had seen Wedding Crashers when it came out. And was just kind of like whatever, indifferent about it. You know, it was, I didn't really like it. It was one of those frat pack movies. But watching the way that they play the one girl's gay brother as like, yes. who's upset. Yes. Like, and like, listen, dude, I, I am not, I'm not, I, I don't need things to be entirely PC by any means. Right. But there's shit that's, I'm like, that's way too cringe. And that Wedding Crasher stuff is was like the, like the whole thing with the brothers like way too cringe. It was cringe for me back then when I was like motherfucker, really. Now it's like they I'm who knows they'd probably like bring in George Lucas to fucking redo it all with CGI. <laughs> you watch it like it comes on Hulu and it's, and it's fucking... just like smiley faces now like on it or like it just like cuts it. It cuts like uh like twelve <laughs> minutes out of the movie. You're like no, they put it in Christensen. They put it in. Yeah, it's fucking a half Vader, and he's just, I hate you. <laughs> um, but it's nice. To, it was very refreshing to see the Broken Lizard guys not, they never really succumbed to that. Even when you look at all the swinger stuff and the first yeah. Super Troopers. They yeah, I was really, going to say the first one, they were really, they didn't even care. Mustache ride? Come on, man. Yeah, they really I grew doubled up a mustache down. just for that. And I know that sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah. But I did. They were, 
they really double down on the queer positive content. Not that that is a prerequisite for me to enjoy a comedy. It's just something that me being a liberal Yankee uh, appreciated. <laughs> did not did not require it did not require it but i i was like these guys are very progressive i like this um very include a lot of inclusion in their comedy they fucking, they make spaces for everybody and the fact that like yeah that uh what's his name is is basically transitioning at the end of it and taking female hormones that scene where they all take yeah. the drugs was fucking great oh he's just great. like i'm on acid <laughs> yeah was, yeah i thought that was funny and then it doesn't hit him till a little later. Oh yeah. Oh, and the scene yeah. with the fucking bear, like that's yeah, the that thing. Was funny. I like about I like about Farva is that I get why they didn't invite him to go camping with them. That's fine. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like he's still a redeemable character. Like he's still brave. Like he was the guy. Like because think about it. He was like, Dude, yeah, I'll go fight the fucking bear. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll go. And then, yeah. and then at the, uh, and then towards the end of the film, yeah, he's like, uh, he goes up going out like an American and starts singing, uh, the national anthem or no, I, I pledge wonder, of allegiance. He does the pledge of allegiance and it's wrong. Yes. I, I wonder if, did he do that distractingly to like, or did he really not know the fucking words, but he, uh, man, it was great to see him see him back is that i i really do want to i do, do want to watch those other two movies now beer fest yeah and, no uh, we definitely can and Slam dude and the Salmon. uh the leader of cola shit oh man oh yeah when he gets that scene was right. awesome when he's like i'm sorry you do what <laughs> you can spring all <laughs> ten of them to me right now and then i actually i one thing that i really appreciated was from that scene it cuts to a whole different scene and i don't know if it's the Mountie scene or something else that happens in between them. I think it is. I think it's the scene where they're actually at the, uh, their house. They're at, they're at hockey night. And then yeah. it transitions to them being at basically the Canadian shenanigans, which I can't remember the fucking name for it, but it's like, sh- uh, like sh- shrine or something like that. He goes, man, I wish really wish they had a shenanigans here. And he goes, welcome to shrine <laughs> And he goes, how can I help? It's just really funny. Cause in the first movie, do you remember I remember that. that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's like, hey, Farva, what's that? What's that restaurant you really like where With they the do all the crazies? <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, you mean shenanigans? And they're all like high, and they all pull out their pistol, the pistol whip them. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes in that, the first one. But uh, back to the second one with the uh, the leader of cola. They transition, and then when they transition back, he's on his like last cola, and it's just so funny the way that he's just like barking at the waiter to be like. Bring me that dessert, the Yule log thing. I thought yeah. that shit was funny, and then uh, and then you hear, uh, 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 you hear Foster, um, you hear him just telling the dude, just like do it, because he's like trying to fight. Like technically, you have to drink all of them. He's just like, just do it, man. <laughs> but that whole scene with the leader, the leader of Cola thing, is hilarious to me because uh, I had a friend that was a lot like Farva in a sense. And we all kind of felt that way. And he even kind of looked like Farva. So we used to call him that. And whenever we he would go out places with us, uh, he would he would ask for a liter of cola. And we used to think that was really funny. But it always usually go over the waiters' heads. What was the... Um, what else did I want to talk about? That opening scene, Crackling Bacon. Oh, Crackling Bacon. <laughs> the band. Yes. Yeah. That opening scene with Sean William Scott, who was from yep. uh, 
American Pie. And well, and he was in um, Bulletproof uh, Monk. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in Southland Tales. If we want to do the movie that I'm not thinking of, and oh, he was in Dukes okay. of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, yeah. Right. Oh, which is... I didn't. I see. I keep forgetting. So Jay, the director yes. of this, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. So I'm sorry. I just, I just say Jay. Yeah. Thorny, the, the character Thorny. Uh, he directs like. I'm pretty sure all the Broken Lizard stuff, but he also went off and directed a couple other movies. So like Dukes of Hazard, I don't know if it cameos any of the guys. There's only like two movies where they actually all cameo together. And those I'd like to see because they helped write it and produce and direct. It's like their movie. They're just not really in it. But Dukes of Hazard, I'm pretty sure was a like a whole other kind of movie. Like I just think Jay like helped with it or directed it or something. Um, I'm honestly not sure. I can look it up though while you're while you're talking about that scene. No, let's see. Slamming salmon, Kirby enthusiasm, beer fest. Oh, I didn't no, know was, that he was he, in Jason Hazard. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he Farva, uh, Farva was so. Oh, Farva. Okay, so uh, he also Jay directed episodes of Community and the Goldbergs. Oh yeah, no, which I could totally see that. That's like. I've seen both of those shows. Well, Community, I've watched that whole thing, but I've watched a couple episodes of the Goldbergs, and I could totally see that. That's that's why I thought the Fred Savage thing was in the second one, is because Fred Savage does a lot of those TV shows, too. <laughs> yeah, he and does. And when um, the fact they were bringing up Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny, I know Fred <laughs> Savage has done a lot of episodes of It's Always Sunny, so I just figured that him and Jay just are TV yeah. directors. <laughs> that was them doing that whole thing. They just uh, liked him so much that they brought him to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's, yeah? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, it's the same fucking person. No! They're two different people. <laughs> oh, man. That whole... Dude, you're right. I honestly... The first time I saw Super Troopers 2, which was in theaters, I don't know if I thought it was as good as the first one, but seeing that this time around, I think I'd rank them at about the same level. Uh, I do think the second one is more open and creative uh but the first one there's just something about it that I, I just can't i can't rank it below the second one if that makes sense now what's interesting is that uh so i have never seen um slam and salmon or beer fest right but both of those on imdb at least now take from this what you will both of those are ranked higher than club dread and i love club dread so, um, like I said, Beer Fest, I, I don't think I really gave it a chance. I think it was like, we we might have had a guys weekend. That's what I think happened. We were having a guys weekend in Milwaukee. Me and my buddies used to go up to Milwaukee every year and just get absolutely shit-faced and go see Cheap Trick or fucking do whatever. And right. I think it was one of those, usually like we would get up there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drive back Sunday, get up there Thursday night. And I think it was like a Saturday afternoon where the other guys went day drinking and I was like, yo, I need to just hit pause for a second and like, <laughs> order room service and chill in the hotel room and jerk off and like recharge <laughs> before I go out tonight for my last hurrah. And I think I ordered recharge. like beer, beer fest on pay-per-view okay. and looking, looking at the time when it came Is out, that the movie you chose to jerk off to. No. Okay. Uh, I just was making sure. No. I didn't know if, like, because you knew if Steve was in it or not. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that mustache? I, well, I don't think he... Does he have the mustache in this one? 
uh, in in Beerfest. I don't. No, think so. it looks like he's got some kind of hairpiece. No. on. Yeah. No. Uh, Beerfest is really good, man. We'll do. We'll do all of these. I, I, I think, highly recommend it. You know, but I we'll for, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. For but for me personally, I would say that uh, Club Dread is my personal favorite. Uh, going back through them though, because it I think for both of those movies it's been a year, two, maybe two, three years. So I think you, you know Club Dread is just one that I typically watch a little bit more often. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Uh, I and Slam and Salmon's about what they go to a restaurant. Uh, no, they are waiters and and the cooks. They work at a restaurant and it's owned by a Mike Tyson figure or even. Michael Clark um, Duncan. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say him. Uh, he, he is that guy. But uh, yeah, it's the way that it just is. It, it's just really funny. It's it's you gotta right. check that one out too. Colby yeah, Smothers I, in it. Will Forte. Oh, yeah. all right. Will, yeah, I forgot that Will Forte was in that movie. Yeah, we got it. Uh, this is they're good, you know, man. They're they're really they're a good group, and I'm really happy to hear the news of that they're at least writing a script for Super Troopers three. We get uh, Quasi next year, or no, oh, this, this year. Guy. I'm sorry, yeah. this year. Yeah, this year. Uh, I don't know. It's good. I I honestly made a really uh, bold prediction on Twitter the other day. I I actually would say that this is going to be one of the biggest uh, movie years in the last, tw- or I think it will be the biggest movie year in the last 23 years. I Slam think it'll beat Sam- my 07. Slam and Salmon's uh, directed by Kevin Heffernan, which is Farva. So yeah. that's interesting too because it's usually it's a different yeah view. So it's Jay. Okay, so Jay doesn't direct them all, which I I still think though, even though like like kind of like a Cohen brother situation, it's like they're there, but like and they do it, but you you usually they just title one person. He's direct. He directed Beer Fest. I'd say he's directed the lion's share of them, but I think Kevin Heffernan's doing Quasimodo too. I saw. Um, oh, cool. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who does their TV show. Uh, Tacoma FD. Tacoma, yeah. I started. Which, wa- a pretty good one. I started watching it. It was okay. I just. I like it. I just. You got to get through the first season. I think. Which yeah, is no, fine no, no. because I had oh. to do that a lot too. Uh, there was a a joke that I just thought about, and I meant to write it down earlier, so I could have brought it up earlier. Um, but it was on. Uh. Uh, Rob Lowe's character. He was like being. A mayor of a small American town just sounds like you're a loser. And do you think that was like a stab at like Parks and Rec with like Ben, his character, how he like he was the mayor? He was like an eighteen year old mayor. mayor. Oh well, yeah, that, no, was, no, 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 no. That was not Rob Lowe's character. That was, no, 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 no. Uh, no. It was Ben's character, right? That's his yeah. name in that. Ben, yeah. It was the uh, city councilman's like, Adam uh, Scott. Adam Scott, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's like, I just thought that was really funny. Like if that what would have been like a, hey, kind of moment. No, I don't, I don't think the two were connected. I think it was no, just. No, probably not. He just didn't. Yeah, there, I, he saw a, um, he saw a missed opportunity. He knew that he could, uh, he had the smuggling operation as the, as the, um, as the Canadian mayor and, and things were going to change when the, uh. When the border stuff happened, right? So, yeah, so that's all I got for Super Troopers. Anything else you want? I, I'm glad you made me watch. The, you didn't make me watch it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, this totally reignited my love for these guys, and um, 
you know, I, I think that I hope that a lot of people check, you know, check out Super Troopers too, because I feel like they, you know, if if five million people saw Super Troopers, and I'm just throwing numbers out there, I feel like probably only two million saw Super Troopers too, and really it should be the other way around because Super Troopers two is one of those movies that uh, it, it improves on the original. Right. And uh, really deserves to be seen. It is the Broken Lizard guys. Um, I feel like as much, you know, as much of a big deal as we made out of that first one, um, they deserve our constant attention and appreciation because they are doing some great fucking things. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree.